Welcome to Mark My Words, a podcast that not only aims to inspire and teach the listener about entrepreneurship, it also aims to give my guests an opportunity to talk about their unique journey in entrepreneurship and life. So join me and my guests as we meet at the crossroads on Mark My Words. Today on Mark My Words, I'm already having a lot of fun even before I hit record for this episode. This has been at least a month or two in the making and all kinds of, oh man, Vinny, you're already getting me distracted. <laughs> so it's been all, all kinds of scheduling conflicts between me and the other party here, but we're finally here. We've had some fun already. This is going to be a fun episode. I've got two of the brains. One is more of a public relations, but they're also involved in the creative side of Big and Funky Productions. And I am here with what I believe is the funky side of Big and Funky, Vinny Vineyard and I don't know exactly if Vineyard is actually your real last name. Apologize no, if that is your real last name, Vineyard. Yep, Vinny Didn't, Vineyard. That's my legal name. Didn't know if you, because I know how it is with creative people. I know we just lost Amber for a minute there. and Every time. She every has, time? This is when we were talking about her, her, her connection, and then she's like, I've got headphones in. I said, she, every time. She just flakes out. She has terrible stuff. I'm like, you're doing these podcasts all over the world. Get, you know. And it 20, happens. 2022, get your shit together. And she's well, like, she's still on the Commodore 64 with a, with a duct-taped <laughs> microphone. On a, every on a, single time. Yeah, it's. Every time. We've been doing this for seven or eight months. You would think you'd be like, honey, we need $8 to go to Walmart and buy a rig for the computer. So we can look like, I'm you know, so we're not sorry, just Mark. Jethro people no from East Tennessee. I just it's all good. She's got the poop stains off her walls, finally. I clean up one corner of my house, and a, I think I'm good. She's got a lot of children and monkeys and all sorts of things running around in the house. <laughs> and gerbils. She I took swear. gerbils to the doctor. I did. She took guinea my little pigs guinea pigs to the vet. And I was like, oh, my God, they're dead. I'm so tell the children I said I'm so no they're just going for a checkup. That's the kind of person we have that we're talking to who takes a <laughs> guinea pig, which in Brazil, in Brazil guinea pigs are fast food. They sell them on the street to eat. You're taking them to the vet for a checkup. They got it good in America, baby. That's all I'm telling them. <laughs> you know, it's first world problems for guinea pigs. It's it's fine. Peru, not Brazil. I'm sorry. Well, it's, putting all this aside, I I trust. Amber, despite the technical issues, we've been coordinating for a long time to get to this point. You've done yes. a terrific job. Amber Schultz is actually the public relations of Big and Funky Productions. Yes. She's here with us. You're also involved in the creative side as well. 
Only thing you miss is me asking Vinny about his last name. I don't think I've ever met anybody with the last name of Vineyard. So I was like, I didn't know because you're a super creative dude. So I was like, is that just another moniker in addition to being Funkmeister, Funkmaster that you go by? I like Funkmeister. I should have went by that. The uh, <laughs> It's like a Christmas thing. The Funkmeister. <laughs> if you don't behave and Santa Claus doesn't love you, the Funkmeister lives under your floorboard. Um, oh my gosh. Uh, yeah, I mean, there's a... Um, it's a common word, and if I if I changed it to vineyard, I should have had a wine company. I think the um, the only famous vineyard, which is terrible, is Ed Norton's character in American History X. His name is Derek Vineyard without the E, and he is probably the most racist and biggest a hole in movie history, besides like Darth Vader or Thanos. He's up there, so I have that lineage to be proud of. So it's okay to say asshole on this show. You can't. Okay, it's a little early for. I don't know if I say asshole before noon, but we'll we'll break it out, I guess. <laughs> well, I did see on your uh, Instagram profile that you call yourself all these great things, and then you also <laughs> said asshole. So yeah. I'm not really getting that impression. You're definitely. <laughs> of a creative mind you know i can tell just by the way we converse that you're a creative dude so that might come across to some depending it on is. how you're talking they're like boy this guy's an asshole no he's not an asshole that's just who he is or maybe that's a bad way to oh boy i've got myself a hole in that one I? no no you're you're on the right vine trust me he is i i forgot uh that I had that on my Instagram. It's like my third <laughs> social media. So, uh, but yeah, that's that's pretty. I mean, half the people I meet hate my guts. That's why I was a bad guy pro wrestler uh, for a long time. I'm up for commercial, which I may or may not get because I, I'm just naturally unlikable. Um, and I don't know why. My parents don't like me. They wrote me out of the will. Uh, and and I, I'm just a good church-going boy. But anyway, but a lot of people... Uh, Actually, I don't go to church. But anyway, I, I've been to church. Uh, I thought it was a bar. But anyway, the um, that was a cool looking bar. The stained glass bar is pretty cool. It's open on sunny morning. Anyway, um, uh, a lot of old people in this bar. And the songs suck. It's worse than normal. But anyway, uh, <laughs> the... Uh, what are we talking about? Oh, maybe an <laughs> asshole. I'm used to this conversation. I, I think we were talking about that all last night. We had a group chat. We're talking. We're excited because we got a third movie we're starting to work on, and and uh, and everybody was calling me an asshole. Or one of my one of our uh, the the set the, the biggest actress from our movie that was just coming out. We're so excited about. She uh, I was on a phone conversation with her for thirty minutes uh yesterday and she's sitting there singing the blues she's got some stuff going on personally and and uh i'm sitting there being a, a friend and i tell her at the end i love you and she goes uh okay and then click <laughs> and so i'm like nobody likes me it, it no matter what i spent 30 minutes of my life helping us trying to help this lady and it's just like the unrequited love well, sometimes those of us who march to the beat of our own drum, 
were a little bit more difficult to figure out doesn't necessarily mean that we're unlikable. We just don't conform to society's norms. And that's that's something I can relate to. And I'm definitely not in the same creative league, obviously. You're 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 just right off the bat, you're just one of those that you're you talk to for two minutes, you're like, I this guy is a very creative guy. I just know it. Thank you. I, I knew that even before because I do my homework on my guests, but oh. let me let me reel this in a little bit. <laughs> You're gonna be doing that a lot. I just want to say doing it. Amber looks so cute today. God Thank almighty. Thank you, Vinny. I appreciate oh, it. You're you so sweet. Adorable. All right. You still haven't taken me out for we got our, to. our lunch date. Well, I'm canceled up on me. We got to figure out a new place. I don't want to drive to Severe. Anyway, we'll we'll talk. About Sorry, that. <laughs> yeah. this is what happens, Mark. Yeah. <laughs> That's okay. So, what I want to get into with both of you because I know Amber has her own like musical endeavors that she's done and has posted on YouTube, and obviously has been working with Big and Funky. I usually kind of start off by asking about what and you guys can pick who goes first but what did you kind of like see yourself doing when you were younger and what kind of like led you to the point of pursuing such creative and something that's kind of like off the beaten path a little bit which I know I say that but I also am doing things in my career that are kind of like along the same path like I don't know many people outside of my field that has a podcast or has worked in broadcasting like who knows anybody who's worked in broadcasting like that's really weird so you guys can pick who wants to go first Amber, you go first because my my answer is probably going to be more boring than yours. I want to hear what you have. To Unlikely, say. mine's probably more heartfelt than Hallmark. Then yours is more like Comedy <laughs> Central. So yours is Pax. <laughs> so um, I actually grew up a pretty in a pretty conservative religious household, and um, my dreams and aspirations when I was younger was I was supposed to be a wife and a mom growing up. That was pretty much my life path. And, um, I didn't really want to do that even from a small age. And so I kind of, in my own little ways, bucked the system as I could. And I got my, I got a job actually where it's where I met Vinny whenever I was nine, 18 or 19. Was that your and first job? No, I started working oh. at 14. Oh shit. But, um, it was my first away from my parents' job though. If that makes sense. Like I worked at the flea market with my parents when I was 14. Well, I don't count at the yes, swap meets. What were you doing? Guess, what were you doing? Was, guessing people's weight or something? What do you mean you were <laughs> no, working there? No, I worked for different booths and like what and like ran their booths for them. And I got paid like $200 a weekend under the table. You don't have to lie about it. Shit. I mean, that's pretty like good money for a 14 year old. I mean, I don't know. How much of that <laughs> did you tithe? I had nothing. I, I'm not a very good tither. Even at 14? You were Even disobedient? At 14, yes. You son of a bitch. <laughs> see where I am now, right? Right. 
<laughs> so tattooed um, underwear. I've always, yes, that is very true. Yeah. Um, but I um I've always been into music. I started playing the piano at nine and I've been singing since I was about four. Um, and I got into musical theater in my thirties and, um, cause I've always loved the performing arts. And, um, from there I moved into doing reenactment stuff with like snapped and, um, like those crime crime shows. Cause I love those. And, um, Vinny was putting out that he was doing a movie back in 2021. I was like, Hey, do you want a curvy plus size woman, you know, to be in your movie? And he was like, all day, Heck yeah. all day, every day. Hey, Come on the, in. That is for anything. You I know, a curvy, fat bottom size. girls make the yes. world go around. Right. Yes. <laughs> and um, so from there, I went in as a, an actress and a musician. I did a little bit of the score in the movie and it morphed from that little scene to doing videography and set production and so many other things keeping Vinny from locking his keys in the car and finding you locked my keys. keys you locked my I, keys in the car I was, I was protecting you from the hobos at two o'clock in the morning at the gas station we, have a, we had a flat tire together too right we did jesus god that was a crazy I also, shoot i also drove you to your house yeah I, I remember that yeah and you told yes. me your whole life story and i kept falling asleep and i'd wake <laughs> up be like Oh no! And then he was. I'd fall asleep for about six miles and wake up, and you're like, "And then the spiders were being injected into my bloodstream." And I'd be like, "That sounds horrible." <laughs> and then I was—they were putting cigarettes out on my legs, and I'm like, "Oh no!" And then, so he, yeah, he's such asleep. a good, caring friend. <laughs> it you was know. a rough day. That. Yeah, it was a rough it was. day. It was, was a really rough day. <laughs> It was like four hours in the car going back and forth. Anyway, it that's, was, uh, yes. yeah. <laughs> but anyway, yeah. from there, that, that kind of got me into the world of big and funky. And I started doing PR work after the movie was finished. And with my music, music career, I uh, met up with a violinist and we started, you know, collaborating to work with weddings and other venues and parties as for live music. And we do cover songs for all genres. Like we can even do like Dr. Dre songs. So, nice. I mean, we do some, we do some fun stuff. And so it's pretty exciting. It's exciting for me to see where my life trajectory was supposed to go and kind of how it's morphed into something totally polar opposite. And now I'm doing modeling, I'm doing um, acting and performing and all of these different things. And, and I'm a rebellious Jezebel tattoos, which is fantastic. So let me ask you a question. How do your children feel? about the fact that they weren't enough. They're always enough, Vinny. Okay. Did they, <laughs> did they see that? See, this I, is the asshole part. I just wanted to put her in a spot for that. Because she was like, started off going, I'm supposed to be a wife and a mother. And even though I am, fuck that. I need to, I I need to be, I, I need to model in my, three, I need to model. I have three daughters. I need to model. And they're adorable. I'll take them off your hands if they're not enough. I'll raise them. <laughs> They'll have little mink, mink coats running around the house. Sarah actually had a mink jacket forever. She ran around and called herself Funky. Oh, after me or was that before yeah, me? After oh. you. Oh, yep. God, I'm an influence to children. That's terrible. 
So I could probably sit here and just watch you guys banter, but <laughs> it's very entertaining. And I have watched you guys on other shows, and I'm like, oh man, this is gonna be so much fun. I knew this is gonna be a fun episode. I want to reel it back in a little bit again. We're in trouble. You're so you're so good, Mark. Ah, <laughs> uh, well, I try. Again, I mean, maybe I'm trying, but I'm really an asshole. And maybe he's just being who he is. And maybe he's actually like a really great guy. So maybe I'm not the asshole. Maybe it's everybody else. Maybe, That's, yeah. Yeah. Sometimes <laughs> the problem, it's me. Sometimes the problem's not you. Sometimes the problem is the world. <laughs> pretty much me <laughs> uh my so if if i'm asked that question if you want me to answer that question what was it yeah. say it again i i got lost with a lot of that bull crap she was saying <laughs> it wasn't true so basically uh kind of a tradition for this show since okay. i like to talk about everybody's like career path and journey and just get to kind of like the crossroads of your life Basically, I like to find out because usually I can go to somebody's LinkedIn profile and be like, okay, at one point they went to college and they studied, I don't know, risk management. And now they're like <laughs> the CEO of Big and Funky Productions. So, oh, yeah. Like, what? Is risk management a course you can take in college? Oh, I don't know. I just, uh, I just make it up. <laughs> I can't do math. Sounds interesting to me, actually. To save my life, but yeah. I just feel like what would be like I don't know, studying about like fraud or something like just something that totally <laughs> wouldn't make sense for me at all. Risk management is one of those topics I wouldn't be caught dead studying. So <laughs> we kind of need that for big and funky. There's a lot uh, of risk yeah. management going there's on. A, there's a lot of danger. There's danger about. <laughs> We're lucky. We went through two movies and not. Well, before, um, I mean, if you want to go way back, I mean, uh, you know, lonely kid. I was a, I was a sibling of two other children in a fairly abusive home. And the other kids were a lot older than me, my brother and sister. So a lot of time alone. So, I mean, I, I, even when I was a kid, I would record myself with a tape recorder with one of those, you know, you push down the tape, the record and the play. Uh, thing and I would make uh, radio shows that nobody would hear and then I had another weird friend that would come over and we would do fake we would pretend we're calling basketball games or something with fake characters and fake teams and stuff so we were always like uh, you know doing trying to entertain even ourselves and then so when I got older uh, I fell in love with New York fell in love with David Letterman fell in love with uh, uh you know, everything about that kind of showbiz, the East Coast showbiz is versus the West Coast. So I, was, I was more hack vaudeville comedian uh, radio TV stuff. So I fell in love with Letterman. Uh, he was probably my first. And then I, I realized I had a comic panache. I was a class clown and I got into uh, acting in high school and uh, it was a small school. So I was the only male actor. So I won the best acting award, actor award. And uh, the only other actress won the Best Actress Award. I still have that trophy. Uh, means a lot. But I, we, um, I won some competitions for humor and uh, humorous interpretation and after dinner speaking. And that, that kind of started my, I started doing stand-up comedy. 
but I lived down in Tennessee at the time and there wasn't a lot of places. So I was doing churches and uh, I don't know, like swap meets, like Amber was probably there. You know, I was doing terrible gigs, playing in restaurants and, and all sorts of, there was no comedy clubs down here at the time. So uh got in the radio, which the movie that we released is actually a real story. Uh, well, until the it turns into craziness. But the, the first part is pretty much a real story or an autobiography story of me getting in the radio. And the only job I could get because I didn't have a communications degree or a risk man- management degree or anything. I uh, could only get a job at a Southern Gospel radio station and being an East Coast guy uh, who didn't even know what really church was. Uh, very much uh it, it was a weird uh so this movie that we just released is a horror movie it's based on this my me getting into radio and seeing all this weird shit and it's kind of like a cousin Vinny fish out of water comedy in the beginning of this but there's kind of horror seeps in and then it uh you know y2k happens and the return of christ and what happens when all the assholes are since i can say that word uh all the assholes are left behind and all the good people are taken up and we have to fight demons and stuff. So anyway, uh, that it was actually kind of fun to put that into a movie, kind of immortalize that part of my life or whatever, uh, for myself. And then, um, I played music for a long time and I was a bass player in a funk and hip hop and rock and roll band that toured around and made a lot of money and had a lot of fun and got a lot of stories from that. And then, uh, Got bored with that, got a pro wrestling. I did pro wrestling for 15 years and um, started making television uh, and started doing vignettes and comedy skits based on uh, my wrestling character. And and those have been fun and uh, met up with a guy named Big Luke at one point. uh, And he was a knucklehead. He was a guy who was very, he was given the levity. Uh, He was... uh, he loved the fact that when he met me, I was taking a piss. I was in my Harlem Globetrotter outfit and I had a giant Afro that was, uh, with, that was adorned with Christmas lights. So I had this giant <laughs> fake Afro with lights going all in it. And uh, it was, it was, I was borrowing it from a drag queen friend of ours named Demetria, who's also a wrestler. Demetria is a crazy person. She, she, um, she got fired from one of our gay bars locally because she kept, stapling dollar tips to her body and they told her to quit she wouldn't um so she's she's fun uh and so she's in our last movie too so that's it was neat to have her involved so anyway uh he saw me with that giant wig and he was like this guy's a knucklehead he gets what wrestling's about and uh he wanted to be friends at first i thought he was really weird because he's always smiling at me like (laughs) and i was just like i'm gonna go over here this other side of the locker room for a little while (laughs) And, uh, but anyway, uh, like it just, I, I've never had more adventures with anybody besides my wife than this guy. We've, we've had paranormal ghost shows, wrestling show for Fox, got fired, got hated for our show. Our show was very funny and we loved it. Uh, our wrestling or with ghost show is, is, is crazy. And, and he actually has an opportunity now for, with A&E for a show. So that's parlayed into something good. So, ghost hunting we go on these adventures ghost hunting and these and then now you know we've made uh, uh we're starting to make movies which movies is the hardest thing of all the things i've done uh it, it's the hardest uh frontier especially with such a small group 
And so, you know, he was like, hey, let's start making movies. And I'm like, asshole. So do you watch the end of the movie? There's like 900,000 names. I said, you want to do it, me and you? And, and since I'm the only one that's got a halfway decent computer, I'm going to be the one doing the editing and all that crap. And he's like, yeah, we should do movies. So I've turned into the slave of Big and Funky Productions, where I spend most of my year editing while he goes out and gets uh, serviced behind the bar while he plays music. I'm behind a computer and he's making out with hot women. So he knew what he was doing. So anyway, um, well, actually, when I say hot, I mean alive. They're not very attractive. <laughs> they, they have a pulse and a, they're not dead quite yet. So anyway, because I've been there for a couple of those uh, accidentally. That's uh, awkward. <laughs> so- what are you going to do? So when I took a look at WJHCAM, which is your latest film, I my impression was, boy, this is kind of like an off-the-wall concept. Like, how did they come up with that? Why did they decide to do this? And here I turn out, it's actually kind of like autobiographical. It, the first two movies, The Hike is an insane movie. It's available free on Prime, we're releasing a, a new edition. It fixes some of the color issues and the dark scenes, and then uh, it's remastered, but it also has a new opening um, that kind of... But anyway, the hike is almost all true, except for the end. Uh, the stories are about my brother's stories, uh, crazy misadventures that happen in the woods. He finds his first time he's ever gone hiking, he's finding Polaroids of naked and bound people on the trail and he's a city well he's kind of a city guy and he's like freaked out and he runs into strangers who were leading on um to the fact that he that they're up to no good and, and he's not very savvy with the woods yet so and then it was also based we had a paranormal investigation trying to find out the cherokee legend Spearfinger. And so we actually ran across something that purported itself to be Spearfinger. Pretty wild. That's a good episode. And we didn't think we'd catch anything. We just thought it'd be, you know, fun hiking around the woods at two in the morning. So the hike is true. And the new movie, well, most of it's true. And the new movie, WJHCAM, is all based on things that I witnessed. In fact, the only thing I didn't, there's a scene in there where people are, um, doing the tongues thing you know they speak in tongues so um uh one of our other uh people in the group uh, uh she's a she's a uh a pillar of big and funky she's the girl that was my girlfriend in the first movie candy and she's a head writer she actually saw um a session in one of her weird church services in north carolina where these people were angrily speaking in tongues at each other. It was like a competition. And there's a scene in a movie where there's like a, there's a referee looks like Mills Lane. I don't know if you remember him. He's the guy that was the referee from celebrity death match and the, the fight between Tyson when Tyson bit uh, Holyfield's ear. He's that. So the guy looks just like, so we got a Mills Lane referee in between these two people. And it's like a boxing match, but they're doing, so anyway she wrote that scene pretty much and i kind of turned the comedy on that up to 11 
so anyway, these are things that we witnessed. And when you're outside of that world, it's, it's pretty weird. And so there was a lot of weird hypocrisy. And so we were making, what we're doing is we're making six movies uh, in the, called the Smoky Mountain Chronicles. And they're all about these legends in the South or in the, the, the Smoky Mountains. And the first one's about the Cherokee legend of Spearfinger. She's a rock golem that eats livers of children and she can shape shift and use nature. Really crazy story and, and a neat bad guy. Uh, the second movie, WJHC, is about religious dogma, which I think is something that's, you know, we're a couple of butt nuts. We, we do crazy shit. We have bestiality jokes, but there's actually the, there's morals to these movies and not to get too sappy or whatever. And people probably find this weird. This movie's kind of uh, my love letter to God in, in, a, in my way of doing it, where there's blood, tits sheep fucking murder oh boy. uh but this is the world this is how i see the world so i mean uh you know my grandmother was a baltimore hooker you know so i mean I, i'm, I'm a, a generation or two away from white trash so this is this is the best i can do is for god is i'm going to make a horror comedy that's pretty weird so anyway um uh so you know, and we, we just got done. I'm so excited. This one's coming out. It's going to be about seven or eight weeks. It's going to be worldwide. It's going to be, you can get the DVDs and Blu-rays everywhere. And yesterday I'm with Luke and we drive out to the mountains and we start making out. And it's beautiful. There's bees. And I'm like, I've never done this with a man. And he said, I'll take care of you. No, I'm just kidding. We go out to the woods and uh, he is gentle, by the way. And we start riding. I'm just, I'm just uh, sad I wasn't there. Hey, I'm telling you, the text last night, the text jived. We were all texting last night. I'm glad. Did you did you do what you were going to do with Candy? Yeah, we're okay. going back and forth. Yeah. Okay. How far have you gotten in that? She's on her next paragraph. So. Number two. Okay. Well, she's flaky and busy, so I don't know how long that'll last. But anyway. Mm. So, so Luke and I start shaping the third movie. And so we came up with, oh, it's going to be so good. And it's just, it's so cool to be with a group of people. And the people that are kind of outside, like our distributors and stuff, see, okay, this is a group of people that are musicians, they're pro wrestlers, they're ghost hunters, they're comedians, they're drag queens, they're furries, they're heavy metalists. Uh, some of them are into Satanism. Some of them are into Christianity. Some of them are atheists, uh, all colors, rappers. Uh, you know, and it's it's this it's this amalgamation of just really creative, weird, off the wall people who are going to make really strange movies, and so people are like, I think that can hit. And it, you know, the first movie, very proud of, thirty six awards and nominations, uh, festival circuit. This movie, I think, is going to blow people away. There's and like you said, there's not a lot of people, there's not a lot of movies like this one. Um, it's kind of like Kevin Smith's dogma. It's kind of like clerks, but there's a horror element to it. There's a, um, you know, there's a, there's a lot of campiness to it. There's a lot of humor to it. Uh, some people have seen it and said, it's the funniest movie they've seen in 15 years. And, and I, and, and the, we had a showing me and Luke were out in hot Springs, Arkansas, shooting another scene for something. And there was a showing back in our hometown. It was not our a pro 
big and funky crowd. They gave it a standing ovation. These are people that didn't know. Some of the people don't like us that was in, in that theater. I, I know for a fact. And, and they said it was an overwhelming and positive. So I'm excited about that. And I'm excited about to make a new move, another movie. It's even going to be better than that one. So it's exciting. It, it, yesterday, I felt like I was flying because I was like, this is what makes me, besides my family, this is what makes me feel alive is when I get to create and I feel good about the work and, mm -hmm. and, and I feel like we did something really cool and really unique. And that's all we can do. There's 7 billion people on the planet. They're all trying to be famous with TikTok or YouTube or whatnot. And they're all trying to say, look at me, look at me. And when you, this is a weird time because I'm an entertainer. That's what makes me alive. I don't want to be famous like a lot of people just because I think it'd be fun or I want a cush or easy job. This is what drives me. And it's what makes me a little um, cantankerous or a little bit of an asshole when I see all these people on TikTok who are dancing, you're young, you're cute, you got a nice ass, you're doing the same stupid dance that's popular this moment that 8 million other girls are doing. Um, you're trying to get attention. You're in my way, uh, you know, of, of trying to actually put art out there. They have the right to do it. And, and we'll see what they look like in 15 years after the fifth kid. <laughs> Yeah, do that dance now. You'll break it. You'll you'll, you'll pull something in your ass. But um, I I get it, and I'm not mad at him for that. Or or the couples that do really terrible. I don't get the lip syncing like somebody else is saying words, and you're just like, yeah. I don't and your like lip your lips are barely connecting. It's like, what are you doing? Come. So it's like when we come up with original skits and actually spend money to create content, and then people are just like and i'm just like you're you're in the way and and it's not just me it's everybody and it has a trickle down effect because late night television shows aren't competing it's not jay leno versus letterman it's stephen colbert versus eight million people or eight trillion people on tiktok that's the comp that's the competition now and it all affects so when movie stars are doing TV and TV stars are doing commercials and commercial actors are doing reenactment TV and voice. It all trickles down. So it's harder for the actual entertainers to actually get some sort of footing because everybody's kind of, you know, there's less revenue at the top. So anyway, I don't know why I got on that. Uh, no, thing, but, it's totally but, okay. I, yeah, but I actually totally agree with you on that whole front because for me, I don't have a podcast because I want to be a celebrity. I found right. much like you and every other guest I've had on this show, I found something that I'm passionate about, which is entrepreneurship. And it, for me, even if this episode only got like five or 10 views, like it made my day. I got something out of it. And hopefully other people will too. I don't want to be too selfish about that. But I mean, that's well, what life's about. Life is yeah. about connection. And mm -hmm. we live in, you know, people are, the children of today are filled with panic 
and, and confusion. They have seen <laughs> once in a lifetime events over and over and over again. And they, we isolated them for two years uh, because we were afraid of a virus. And so they have this fear and there's no connection right now. Everybody's online. We're doing this online, which is fine. But I'm saying we're striving to connect. I think that's because we're missing out what it means to be a human being. I mean, being a human is not these screens. Um, we're making content for the screens, but like, you know, make filming the hike, doing that, actually making a movie that made sense and it actually wasn't terrible and it's funny and there's stuff in it that you're kind of proud of. And like, we were like, oh my God, we kind of marked out for certain things, but actually hiking every day to you, when you make a movie called The Hike, you actually hike. I probably lost 15 pounds shooting that movie. My body changes in that movie. It's funny because I get naked <laughs> a lot in my movies. I don't know. That's, and so you can tell the difference between part A and part B, but, uh, or the third act and the second act or something. So anyway, the, um, that shooting that with my friends and getting, getting in danger. We're talking about risk management. I mean, there was a scene where everybody got injured. I don't know if you've seen the hike, but if you ever watch the hike, it's the hike. It's the part in the movie where the boy and the girl, I won't ruin anything are running from the two guys and they're hiding on this, basically it's a cliff face. And we thought it was really interesting because there was like, it looks like Donkey Kong. There's like levels and everybody's on a different level. It was a really unique topography where we were. And we we're like, oh, that'd be really cool for that idea. So, but everybody got hurt in that scene and I almost killed my co-star Candy, who's one of my greatest people. Uh, and I would have hated, that would have been a real big asshole carrying her body out of the woods and telling her children, hey, Mr. Funk killed your mommy with a rock. <laughs> Who wants ice cream? <laughs> um, oh but anyway, there, there is, you know, we were falling down in caves and slipping in guano and the bat, bat cave and shit. And so, I mean, it, there's a lot of, but it was one of the best times of my life was shooting that movie. So, I mean, I don't know. So what I would say to you is I applaud you for doing a podcast. The problem is everybody's got a podcast now. Every famous person has a podcast. So there's so much, we're again in the sea. So it's like, I got a podcast. A lot of people are like, you know, I listen to eight already, you know, cause everybody's got one now. Cause everybody's trying to make money. Cause the money is not what it used to be. Boo-hoo entertainers don't make money, but I'm just saying it's the truth, but you're at least doing it. And that's when I, when people are like, I, I had a dinner or a lunch the other day, two days ago with a stripper friend of mine who was one of my wrestling valets, sweet, intelligent, wonderful human being. I wish I had more time to spend with her and uh, touch her thighs. But anyway, that's another thing. But um, she, uh, she had an idea. She's like, what do I do? I got an idea. I said, do it now, do it now. So anybody listening, I'm not very good at making movies. I'm not very funny. I'm not a good person. I'm ugly. I smell. I have halitosis. I have a corn on my foot that won't go away. I have a flat ass. I used to have a good ass. It's flat now. It's true. I've seen it multiple it's times. It's terrible. I'm working out now. But when your man works <laughs> out, it's it's hard because he gets that butterfly shape. It doesn't, it's not round like the punks would like. But anyway, I'm, I'm not a good person. I, this is a mink. I killed all these animals and sewed these things together. But what I'm saying is you can do whatever you want to do. <laughs> Just do it. I have no talent. I'm not smart. Listen to me. What the fuck am I doing wearing a mink coat with no shirt on? 
I don't, I don't have pants on. I can stand up right now and prove that to you. But I have no, movies coming don't. out. Please don't. Why would that bother you? I've already seen it. <laughs> well, <laughs> let me just cut in on that note and say, <laughs> I don't know if I agree with all the self-deprivation you are doing here, but the one thing I do agree with and there are, I know that we haven't really, we've kind of gone talking about going off the beat, you know. Right, I'm sorry. Here. She told she told you this would happen. And I knew this would happen too, even before <laughs> me and you. I knew, I, I knew based on what I was watching elsewhere, I'm like, okay, this is going to go in a lot of different directions. But at the end of the day, I see a lot of common themes between you two and all the other guests that I have had on this show. One of them is there is a big difference in the way both of you talk about your past compared to how you talk about what you're doing now. It's clear both of you have really found your passion and you kind of like because even for me as a creative person, I grew up wanting to do all these things. Like I dreamed of speaking. I dreamed of putting myself out there. I dreamed of doing things similar to what you're doing, which is taking your own life story and applying it to a production. And that's something I clearly haven't even gotten near, but it's all things I've dreamed of doing. But the thing that I see is that all three of us got to a point where we were like, you know, maybe like going to school for business or risk management is, like, is the theme of the episode. All that like quote unquote normal stuff, maybe we just don't really fit into that. And maybe we got to listen to what is in our heart and in our gut. What's our gut telling us? And we all kind of went for it and we just did it. And well, I, I agree. I, I'll, I'll step on your foot there a little bit, but it reminds me I, I was in a band for a long time called Pimpin' Ain't Easy and Flipside Runner. We changed our name back and forth, but um, depending on what we needed. But uh, the two uh, pillars of that band besides myself, was the drummer Brian Smith, who I started playing with in 99. And this ultra, extremely charismatic, crazy-ass kid. He was 19 when I met him, and I started playing with him in 2002. And we rock and rolled for about eight or nine years. I can't remember. The, the, but after it was over, uh, about every other year, we'll get together for dinner. And these were guys, we saw the craziest shit. We went all over the place. We have insane stories. And when I sit down and we have talks, they're talking about 401k. They're talking about the corporation they work for. They're talking about this. They're talking about savings. And I'm over here going, I own my own business. I don't have a 401k. I got some money in savings, but money's depreciating fast. But I don't, what they sound like to me is murder. Like, I hate the sound of that coming out of their lips because we ran the roads together and we lived a crazy lifestyle. And maybe it's time to grow up. Maybe they're smarter than I am. But for me, 
they, I wanted, I mean, like their highlight of their life is their kids getting a kid getting accepted to college or, which is great. I'm not, you know, uh, but, or they skydive now, which is cool. But to me, it's like, you know, I, 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 I got my ass grabbed by a ghost in Mississippi. And the next day I was in a cage match in North Carolina. And then after that, we're making a movie the next day. So, I mean, my life is, um, I like it, you know, and, and you only have one life to live. Right. And so I want to do everything I want to do. I don't want to sit there and make money for other people. I don't want to sit there and, and waste my time behind desks and things. I want to create and, and feel like I've had fun. You know, I don't care about fame. I don't care about, I'd like to make money, but it's, it's about, uh, perpetuating life. It's about, it's about scratching the itch. It's about, uh, doing what I feel like I was called to do is entertain people. So, uh, that's what it is for me. And, and, and that's why it's great. I tell people, I'll tell everybody, Hey, do a podcast, do anything. If you want to reach out be creative, just do it, man. And just because there's so many weird voices. And I have one of the, like in Big and Funky Productions, I'm not going to sit there and call anybody out or anything, but we're also like a ministry in a sense too, where we take all these broken people a lot of times and we bring them in, into the fold. Now, sometimes uh, they're wacky and we have to shoot them in the back of the head behind a shed. <laughs> like you're broken. There's no hope for you. But uh, most of the time uh, we don't kill anybody. Most of the time we, 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 try to bring these people in and tell, and, and me and Luke will, will tell them, uh, just believe in yourself and quit. Don't listen to these negative voices and quit listening to uh, all these voices that say, I can't, or you, I'm too stupid, or I'm not talented enough. Or Those are all lies. It's all lies. Any, any success is basically who, you know, and just time and pressure. It's like making a diamond. You got to find a diamond. That's who you know. You got to know where to be and just fucking do it and keep at it. And honestly, assess yourself. Am I, do I suck at this? Do I need to get better? What do I need to do to get better? And, and also just be persistent. And, and that's what it takes is, and again, you know, I mean, me and Luke have been together since 2016 doing this bullshit. Was it? Maybe it's 2015. And, uh, you know, he's, you know, today on the phone with with a major television network with his own deal. And it, it just takes and a lot of that is because I've encouraged him. Uh, you know, I don't want to sit there and call him out, but Luke was a little lost himself. And since I've had past success and uh, I kind of helped him and then we've helped each other since. Um and then now he's about to be famous and I'm still going to be editing these damn movies. But anyway, I have no, I have, but uh, no, but, but seriously, and, and uh, Amber, and I, I'm going to talk to you about you for a second, Amber. So last, when I met Amber last year, Amber's cute and Amber was great and Amber was shy. And now she's a lingerie model that's got her own music gig. I mean, this was stuff I think that we helped with her confidence and, and her belief. Uh, she thought she actually sucked at piano and she was like sent something like it was just a few months ago. That's the weird thing is this new mm -hmm. Amber is very new. 
And uh, she sent something and I was like, you know, people normally, she was like fan of the opera shit. I'm like, okay, the people can't play that. And she told me like three weeks ago, she listens and she can play shit. And she always thought she was bad because of the past trauma in her life. I'm like, normal people can't do that. She's playing with a master's, she's playing with a violinist, got a master's degree from the University of Tennessee. And the violinist is like, you're doing shit I can't do. And so I think Amber's a shining example of there's a million trillion people in the world who have these bullshit fucking lies in their ear, all this evil, low self-esteem, all this trauma, giving weight to people and, and position and authority to people that are assholes and monsters and giving way too much headspace to these people. And instead of using those people and, 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 and realizing these people are assholes because they have certain titles in their life, they give them power and too much power. Um, they, they beat themselves up for no reason, you know, mm -hmm. and not to get religious, man. I mean, if there is a devil, all the devil does is give you a stick and that's, and you beat yourself over the head with that stick and that stick is low self-esteem. And if you yep. get over your low self-esteem, if we all can, if we can figure out how to do that, because it's tough, it's not easy. It's not a switch, you can, but once you figure out how to get over your low self-esteem and not care what people think you can achieve anything you want. Now I'm never going to play. You have to be realistic. I'm never going to play for the New York Knicks. I'm not going to be a center. I'm five foot 10. I'm not going to be a center for the New York Knicks. So I got to write that out, but anything feasible, uh, I'm not going to be a, 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 you know, a teen model anymore. I'm too old for that. I tried. They sent me a really nasty letter, by the way, tiger beat. Um, but, um, you know, uh, within reason you can achieve whatever you want and you know everything that you just said there and definitely want to before i get back to my real point i totally agree with you on amber and her music and i've gone to her youtube page amber dog wedding music beautiful music there really enjoy your yep. stuff Go check Thank you. that out. And I mean, everything that Vinny just said here, these are all messages. These are all things that I had to learn and had to build myself up. Because believe me, you asked me like, I don't know, seven years ago, even five years ago, if, you know, you asked me to do a podcast or if I'd be on camera or doing anything that wasn't like technical behind the camera I'd be like no you're crazy like who would want to listen or who would want right. to like, watch me I had people right. who kind of like nudged me in the right direction myself and encouraged me and sometimes I Good. think especially as we grow and get older and we kind of like see things for the way they really are we're like okay these people are projecting anybody who's telling you that you can't do this or you're that. And I think we start to learn and we start to understand. And when we get people like the Vinnies of the world who push the Marks and the Ambers of the world who are 
you know, having imposter syndrome and we see our mm. talent for what it really is, it really is life-changing and can push you in directions that maybe you dreamed about but we're like, ah, no way. Like that's, it, it's in my heart, it's in my gut, but it's not going to be accepted. That's not true. And I think everything you said there was spot on and amazing. And I'm running a little bit out of time. So I want to give you guys the floor a little bit to talk about how people can find you and your work and maybe talk about what's coming up next, if anything, if you even know. <laughs> well, The Hike is a, hot, a comedy horror. It's the first movie in the Smoky Mountain Chronicles, and that's available on Amazon Prime. There's a new version coming out, remastered with a new intro. It's going to be a worldwide release. It's going to be on DVDs and Blu-rays and stuff like that. Excited about that movie. It's a fun movie. Our next movie, WJHCAM, is coming out in the next seven to eight days. That will be on Amazon, and it also will be worldwide on DVDs and Blu-rays. We're about to start our third horror movie, uh, which is actually no comedy in this one called Camp Smokey. It's going to be damn good, man. Um, and that should be released in about five to six months. I'm also shooting another movie called Evil Tacos, where I'm playing a redneck who uh, kills human beings and turns them into taco meat. And I'm also starring in a movie about Stephen Percy, uh, the lead singer of Cinderella, or Rat. Ooh, I'm sorry. I'm not a fan, but I'm going to play. I'm going to, that's what acting is kids. I'm going to act like I'm a fan uh, and uh, some sort of comedy. What's a road comedy where a guy's trying to go see the last rat concert or something in California. And that's going to be exciting. We have wrestling with ghosts, which is a paranormal comedy show, but it's actually real investigations that is available on a side TV intrigue TV, salt box, and a few other platforms, Maryville TV. Um, and I think we, and if you go to big and funky or our Big and Funky, and that's Big N, not and, Big and Funky Productions YouTube page, you'll see comedy skits. We're about to shoot some more comedy skits and stuff like that. And that's, um, you know, we do video game stuff. We do music stuff. So we, we the, our problem is we have too many irons in the fire and it confuses everybody. But we have a lot of entertainment over there that's pretty good. So that's all that I have. Amber? You took the words right out of my mouth. We do have a uh, podcast every Thursday at 7 oh, p.m. Right. Eastern time, and it's a live podcast. Sometimes we have guests. Sometimes it's just <laughs> one, two, or five of us. Yeah, it you never depends. know. So it's always a different different group just, of hosts, which is You cool. just never know. Yeah. Um, we have a great time, and um, we also have a Facebook page, Big and Funky Productions, and you can follow us on there as well. What about your music shit? Oh, yes. My music is amberdawnmusic.com or um, on YouTube, it's Amber Dawn Wedding Music and you can see all of my stuff on there. Awesome. All your stuff. All my stuff. All your stuff. Hey, on my Instagram, you can see my modeling stuff, which I think is what most people want to see, right? Uh. <laughs> <laughs> well, on that note, <laughs> Look, thank you guys so much for taking time out of your morning to talk to me. I know Vinny has been awake a long time. I don't know if this is like just a normal thing. If you're just going to stay up all through the day and then go to sleep, 
I don't know, but I don't want to hold you up from a nap. And as I told Amber, I got a lot going on today myself. So, look, thank you guys very much. This was Vinny Vineyard, Amber Schultz. They're from Bing and Funky Productions, and they got a lot of great stuff going on. And learning that some of what they're doing is autobiographical, that just makes me even more of a fan and more invested. So thank awesome. you guys. Thank you guys both for your time and for being on Mark My Words. I am Mark Schmidt, and I will be back very soon with another highly entertaining guest. Thank you, and have a great day. Bye. Thanks again for taking time out of your busy day to listen to Mark My Words. If you would like to connect with me beyond the show, you can find me on LinkedIn at Mark Schmidt, where I will be talking about entrepreneurship, careers, and anything else that is on my mind. You can also connect with me on Twitter and Instagram at Nimrod1979 and Nimrod Sending I respectively. This podcast also has a page on Instagram at Mark My Words. And finally, if you want to leave me a voicemail or check out what I'm up to with the podcast, come find me at podpage.com slash mark dash my dash words. Thanks again for listening, and I'll be back with a new episode soon. Bye for now.